0: Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. Before we get into today's interview with Taylor Stern, I wanted to provide another women's professional golf update. The LPGA has the week off before the ANA Inspiration, the next major championship, happening next week. I thought it'd be fun to share with you some changes in the race to CME Globe standings over the last few weeks. This might also give you some insight of who to watch at next week's ANA, because I know you'll tune in. So, of course, Austin Ernst, last week's champion, moved from 24th to 3rd in the rankings. It's her second top 10 finish of the season, in which she's played eight events, so I would keep my eye on her. Next is Nellie Corda, whose sister Jessica also competes on the LPGA Tour. She moved from 26th to 18th in the rankings after a tie for 3rd in Arkansas and a tie for 14th finish at the AIG Women's Open, which is a major. Finally, Pernilla Lindbergh jumped 13 spots in the standings with a tie for 11th in Arkansas. She is the 2018 ANA Inspiration Champion and will compete in next week's championship. She wrote a really nice reflection piece on LPGA.com that I recommend you check out. Her win at the ANA was insane. She had to compete in an eight-hole sudden-death playoff that had to be extended into the next morning. So that's it for this week's update. Now let's get to the interview with Taylor Stern of Dallas Cowboys Digital Media. Taylor has been with the Cowboys since 2015 and over the last few years really picked up playing the game of golf. This conversation was fun for me because I got to hear her observations on the game and I hope you enjoy it too. Okay guys, welcome back to Ladies of Golf where we introduce you to women working in but also playing the game. And today's guest is a little bit newer to the game of golf, but if you follow her on Twitter, she is definitely a passionate follower of the game. Uh, But I would like to introduce you all to Taylor Stern of the Dallas Cowboys digital media team.
1: I'm so happy to be here with you, Abby. I mean, I was just telling you, when we got connected, I saw this ladies who's golf and, you know, for the ladies. And I just think that is what we need, especially for golf, because so many people don't realize how to get into it. So thank you so much for letting me join you today.
0: Yes, of course. I'm excited to talk to somebody who works in sports, but it's not golf. And they still love the game. So uh, we're going to start with this quick nine where I ask you just these questions and you can answer very quickly. So here we go. The first one, playing golf or football? Playing golf. Watching golf or football? Watching football. What is your like favorite piece of golf apparel?
1: Hmm. I would say I love a great golf skirt.
0: Me too. Your favorite Mm -hmm. social media channel? Instagram. The last book you read? Uh, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Mm -hmm. Bursting.
1: Okay. The last
0: podcast you listened
1: to? Um, gosh, i listened to a lot, but uh, the Melissa Ambrosini podcast, I'm definitely butchering that title, but she's awesome.
0: Nice. I think I might know this one, but last show you binge watched. Which one do you think it's going to be? Well, I thought it would be like Yellowstone, even though you're like oh. kind of watching it as it goes. I, love <laughs> I need everybody on that bandwagon um
1: but that unfortunately that's the show I can't binge watch right yeah I wish it was but I'm so jealous of people who haven't seen it because now they have three seasons and I'm like you don't realize the luck and they're like the show worth the hype if I see one more person post now on Instagram that's like starting this yellowstone so annoyed I'm like you don't I'm so jealous of you it's unfair but you don't know (laughs) um, the last show I binge watch is very embarrassing but it is every uh, girl I know right now selling Sunset on Netflix.
0: Seriously. Well, it doesn't help that they like boost it up there and tell you it's in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They, they do that to us, but I watch a lot of bad television sometimes and I'm, I'm just going to own it.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you prefer the driving range or playing nine? Playing nine. And the proudest moment of your career so far?
1: Um, I think my proudest moment was when I won my Emmy.
0: Definitely. For the piece with Dak?
1: For the piece with Dak. And it was because um, I had been nominated for an Emmy beforehand, and I did not get that. And that one I really thought, like, I would. It was for a playoff piece that we had produced the year before, which was the 2016 season, which was amazing if you follow the Cowboys. And I really thought we had that one pretty much locked down, and we didn't win it. And so when I got nominated for the DAC one, the DAC one was such a special, almost passion project with the three of us. Like it was me, Uh Kent Garrison and Dave Hellman. It was so passion um, that we just had done it because we loved it and it didn't have any sponsor behind it. It was just awesome. And I remember I was there with my boyfriend at the time, not together now, but at the time. <laughs> and, I to him and I was like, did they just call our names? And he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was like that moment that you dream about. Now, granted, this is a regional Emmy. I will admit that. But <laughs> you win it still and counts. you're like, it still counts. I still wore an evening gown, not one a designer one. But, you know, you just get up there and you start thinking of, like, everyone you want to thank and – I mean, I think that I'm glad you asked me that because as women, I think sometimes we don't slow down and realize the great things that we do in our career. Like sure. you started this, you don't, you probably don't even realize the impact you're having
0: on people. Sure. Yeah, because you're just like moving, 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 and trying so hard to like, you know, do the next thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Is that all nine? That was all nine. Well done. Oh, good. I can't <laughs> um, count. So. <laughs> so your role um it sounds awesome at the Dallas Cowboys and it it probably has changed from when yeah. you started to today. Um could you just share for people who are not as familiar with uh, like the sports industry what a day in the life looks like for you?
1: Yeah, you're so right. It has changed and I started there in 2015 as the social media coordinator and that was just what it sounds, you know, I was posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, DCC at the time, Stadium. And then really as we started to produce so much content and I was really finding just new things I was interested in and I had the flexibility and the freedom to do so, which I'm so grateful for. Um, So I evolved into this new role called Content Strategist and it's, it's very broad, but it covers a lot of basically all of our digital content, how we get it out there, how it's distributed, how can we get every piece the maximum exposure looking at the analytics on the back end and planning on the front end. So it's a really cool job. It's different every day. And especially right now as we there is so much unknown. I sent out a bi weekly calendar of like, hey guys, here's what I'm thinking for the next weeks. And I was like, this is a joke. Why did I do this? Because so much of it's gonna change,
0: especially in the next week. Right. Right, I know. And I, I so I used to do social media for Titleist, which is a golf equipment company. And um I just remember, so when I started, it was like 2015 as well. And things were just like exploding. <laughs> Everybody like thought that they could do social. Everybody knew like thought they were an expert. And I was like, no, we're like figuring it out right now. <laughs> like just <Yeah>. tight. <laughs>
1: I'll never forget. I think I was in the airport traveling back. This is when my parents lived in Albuquerque and I was traveling back and I saw one of my mom's friend in the airport and she's like, Oh, I heard you work for the Cowboys. Like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a social media coordinator. And she's like, well, I post on Facebook. Like I guess I could do that job. I was like, could you? Like, (laughs) thanks. Like, I'm glad I have a degree for this, but it's so, it's so much strategy and I'm so glad that you come back from a social media background too. And, that's, of course, why I love talking to Maddie, Lou, all the time. But it's like people who get social media really get it. And yeah. I was telling people today, especially as so we're trying to navigate this new world, it's like social media is truly a game, but you can just play it by the rules you set. So that's kind of how I view it.
0: I love that. Uh, so what would you say is kind of like the... What makes it different working for such a big brand and organization? Like the Cowboys, they're beloved, but they're also like a big villain to a lot of fans. So what is it like working for a company of that size?
1: You know, it, that can be answered in many different ways. But the way that I would answer it for my particular role is that I have mm-hmm. really had to separate personal from professional in sure. the sense like, you know, and I'm sure you get this working in golf. Like the moment you tell somebody that you work in golf they're going to say, oh, my God, I play golf, or I've always wanted to play golf. I'm sure you get that, like, all the time. But if I tell someone that I work for the Cowboys, it's like, oh, I hate Jerry Jones.
0: Right.
1: Okay, like, I just told you my job. Like, (laughs) I used to joke with my mom because she was a teacher, and I'd say, if you tell someone you're a teacher, they're not going to tell you they hate the education system. (laughs) You know? Right. Right. It's so – Um, I've really learned it's a great thing to work for the Cowboys. Obviously I've been blessed with such, um, incredible opportunities, like lifetime experiences, but at the same token, I really had to learn that when somebody's saying something about the team or saying something about a player, it's not about me, even though, yes, I'm pushing the button that they're responding to. It really is not me. And so that was a big lesson that I think if I was just doing social for anyone else, I would not same issue it's just that it is so personal i mean sports are personal to people right so i'm learning that as well
0: yeah i was talking to um amanda balionis who does Mm -hmm. cbs golf and some cbs sideline for football and she was like you just you have to learn to have a thick skin and then you also have to learn You have to figure out like, what is it about yourself? Like, what are you gonna stand up for? And what are you gonna be proud to put out into the world? And I'm sure, you know, you have to be proud of what you're putting out in the world with the Dallas Cowboys, but of course on your own social as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, I appreciate you bringing up these different things on my personal social because I mean, that's where I feel like I can express myself sometimes. And especially in a day and age where we are so connected via the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're here to talk about golf, but I did want yeah. to like some people your background since you do have a fun role in the sports industry. Well, I only play golf because of Dak. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. I was like, how did you get into the game?
1: Okay. So this is, the, and <laughs> I'm so like, I am so excited to be talking to you about this because I feel <laughs> like I'm almost, um, you know, like when you start something new, you know, that you're not an expert, but I feel so insecure of my golf knowledge, but so bear with me, but I love golf. for my And I love it. So about two, three years ago, somebody reached out to me from Callaway. It was actually Chad Coleman. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you you know him. He's awesome. And he's like, Hey, um, I have some clubs for Dak and I'm going to send them to the star. And I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, send them to the X, Y, and Z. I gave him the address and he goes, you know, do you play? And I was like, I've always wanted to. I I just couldn't afford golf clubs or justify it. Sure. And then if I had golf clubs, I knew I'd have to get lessons and X, Y, and Z. And growing yep. up, I I was more of a tennis girl, if anything. And so okay. um tennis was where I like spent all of my golf time. And so he ends up sending me some clubs. And I said, Okay, so now that I have clubs, I have to get lessons. So I yeah. got lessons. And I took lessons, I took 10 lessons, and it was, I mean, it was an instant love, but I knew it would be because I came from the tennis, like the individual sport sure. background. Yep. Because it's so individual and so mental. Yeah. And then I think the best thing that happened to me was that fortunately with my um, group at the Cowboys, I had mentioned it to another woman that I worked with, um, and she goes, hey, I'm gonna sign us up to the LPGA. So we signed up to the little amateur league. Yes, and, and we did the um, the Tuesday like girlfriend golf thing. Oh, and so me, Jennifer, Heidi, I guess like five of us women in the Cowboys organization, we would go every week and play nine, and it literally became therapy for me at yeah. the time. And it's just it's so incredible what happens when you. It takes two hours. And I would know that going in like, okay, we're going to play at 5:30, and I'll probably be out of here by eight. Sure. But it's just the conversations you can have when you're out there, the support that you feel like we would all be like, yes, great hit. Love that. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like, it's the best thing. And so I became addicted. Then I play as often as I can. And unfortunately during coronavirus, we haven't gotten to do our spring girlfriend golf, but, it's, it's my love now, you know, it's a hobby I've always wanted. I just didn't start until I was 26.
0: Yeah, I love it. You did touch on like a a few things that I think are really important. You know, obviously clubs are important, but even before that, like getting a lesson and setting up time to like learn how to play the game is so critical. How was that for you? Like, how did you, how did you find somebody to to take lessons from and, and what did you guys kind of do together?
1: Well, you're so right, and that's why I love what you're starting again. I'll tell you one more time, probably four more times on here. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I was really intimidated by that because I think it's embarrassing sometimes, or we have the stigma that it might be embarrassing to start something later in life. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people, sure. or a lot of guys I know, I'll ask them and be like, "Oh, how'd you learn how to play?" And they're like, "Oh, I either learned when I was young or I taught myself." Like a lot of guys are self-taught,
0: right. and then.
1: You know, it's kind of funny that way. And so, but for me as a player, like I knew I wanted to go out there and maybe I wasn't going to be the best. I didn't have those aspirations, but I knew that I wanted to at least know what I was doing. I wanted to know what mattered. Like when I got my clubs, I didn't know what a five club did. I didn't know what a three, you know, three hybrid, these different things. And you just don't learn that anywhere unless you take lessons or have the instruction based learning like you're talking about. So, I was very fortunate that the Cowboys are one of the only um, NFL teams that have a golf course. Mm. So, I contacted them, said, Hey, you know, I'd love to take lessons, reach out to their pro, uh, Britt, mm-hmm. and he's really great. And he taught me. But other than that, if I didn't know that, I really wouldn't know where to start. No. Because, like, you could type up golf lessons, but then I'm like, Do you have to be a member of these clubs? Do you have to do this? Like, Where do you learn? And then perfect example is now um, my parents moved up to Colorado and they have this beautiful golf course, public golf course that's across the street from them. I love playing it. Well, my mom came with me a couple of times when I was quarantined up there and she's like, I wish I had learned how to play golf. And it kind of like, it didn't make me sad. And I think that it's probably still possible, but you know, it's intimidating a woman of her age to go and say, I need lessons, or I don't
0: know how to play. Right, right. And you have to kind of just get over that hump of like, you're gonna, you'll, you'll probably need lessons, or you'll need somebody who knows how to play to at least like teach you or help you start. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely started in the right way. And I think that's so critical. Um, But how did you kind of get over that hump then of taking lessons to like getting a group of girls together to go play. Like, that's another thing is, like, finding your foursome.
1: It is. That's so true. Because um, you have, like, your base group. You know, yeah. you are always, gonna, like, go and play, but you have your, your true uh, crew. And uh, I remember my aunt is a really avid golfer, and she was uh-huh. coming in in early March. And so I started taking lessons in January of 2018. And I knew by March I was – she was – she was booking a tea time. Like, we were playing. Right. And I was like, <laughs> like, I had no idea. Like, it was so intimidating. So, we made it a whole thing. Like, she came in town, we played. It was awesome. And then, oh. right after that, was when I started the nine, the weekly nine. And I okay. think having that date of like, now you have to play really mm-hmm. helped. And then, now I try to play at least twice a month. Like, I make that a minimum goal, even if you know, I'm playing with randoms, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how I got that group was really through work and they created kind of like a little email server and we would say like, who's going this week? We'll sign up. And it was awesome. It was always on my calendar. So the time was booked and I just planned on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. And like having, having at least one person to like, go do it with is huge. Like you, 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 need a buddy. It's, it is tough, especially being a woman going, you know, to arrange by yourself or, going to play by yourself, like, I played by myself last weekend, and I am, and they were, like, you know, it was just, like, oh, I didn't think, I, like, you're so brave, I'm, like, why am I brave, I'm, like, outside playing golf, like, it's, <laughs> let's be real, like, I'm just yeah. like, doing an activity, so it's good to have somebody to, to join you, have that foursome, like, and you can make it, and then it's social, too.
1: Yeah, it is social, and, like, it's a, it's a competition, but always a competition with yourself. Yeah. And unless you're playing the Ryder Cup, which I'm not doing anytime soon. So right. I'm not worried about that. But um, it's a competition, but it's also like, it's just so therapeutic in this sense that when I go out there, I'm competing against myself of like, hey, you can do better. Like, you'll do better on the next one. But then it's also this aspect of like getting out there and not being plugged in. Like you said, sure. like I'm just on a golf course. Yeah. But I don't know why, I feel like men have just loved having it as their little secret thing for so long. And it's like, nope, like right. it's awesome. And finding that time for ourselves is so key.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I got I that you did that.
0: <laughs> I do want to ask, um, since you, you know, Dak was being sent the clubs and that's what kind of like gave you the bug. And I know like we've noticed, especially in COVID that golf and football are so different. But a lot of football players do play, and I was wondering, like, what do you think makes football players appeal to the game? Like, what is I it? I
1: think it's the mental competition for sure. Okay, because I would say, hold on, sorry, my dog is being a little bit
0: ridiculous, <laughs> but I'll
1: get it, Hold on. <laughs> so, the mental competition because they um, they like to. I think they also need to unplug a little bit, and mm. I think that. You know, that's why you notice golf is such a unique professional sport. And I was talking to someone about this earlier, was that golf, you're going to probably, you could start playing maybe professionally. Like, how old can you be when you can enter the uh, professional league?
0: I mean, if you don't go to college, you could technically start at like 18.
1: Okay, so you could be 18. And if you're Phil Mickelson, you'll play to your 50. So that's a very long career. And Phil will probably even play once he's retired. Right. And so, that's a long, long game. Well, golf um, is different than football in that aspect because football, a career could last ten years, and if you have a ten-year football career, wow, you've really done something. So, sure. why I see a lot of professional football players really love the game of golf is because it allows them to have a lifelong sport. Whereas some of these other, like they can't play football for the rest of their lives. I think they hope they can play golf for the rest of their lives, and so
0: yeah,
1: that's and again, I think at the end of the day, most people just like being outdoors and you just get to choose your outdoors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you picked up the game relatively recently, but were you watching the game for longer than that? Were you like ever tuning in to golf events?
1: Yeah, you know, I was, um, I would tune in. I think at that point I was tuning in, just observing like what everyone else was saying. And it's really like, actually start to learn it becomes so much more exciting and riveting because you realize like how hard a 90 foot putt is you know or all these difficult shots that they make look so easy on tv and I think before not playing I was like I've played putt-putt like I've gotten a couple hole in ones like (laughs) and so I think before when I would watch competitively I'd be like um. Why does Tiger not win every weekend? Like right. you know, I just had this really naive thinking toward golf, and then so I did watch it, and that was just general golf and sport love. But now watching it, I watch it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a beautiful shot! Like, how did he do that? You know?
0: Yeah. It's so yeah. Weird
1: watching golf without fans, though.
0: I know. It's like I like don't mind it because I feel like you then see the golf like as it should be um obviously like I miss fans and like that's I love like people loving the game um but it is this is like an interesting time where like grandstands aren't everywhere and like you can actually like see the entire golf course on tv which like maybe you wouldn't otherwise so golf is like so unique in that way like because a football stadium's always gonna look the same like, yes, you won't have fans in the stands, but, like, the structure doesn't change, whereas in golf, like, the actual structure of where these guys are competing changes when there's not people on site, so it's, like, yeah, it's a totally different look. Um, It's so weird to see Tiger play and then not have, you know, rows upon rows of fans. Yeah. It's so bizarre, but um, I really, like, I really appreciate your, like, you watching the game and, like, your change in mindset going from like oh this is like nothing to okay I've tried yeah, oh, golf golf is hard and like look at how easy they make it look they must be you know athletes that can do this
1: oh absolutely and then as you start to play too and I I find this with you like I feel connected to you because we both sure. like golf and so it's such a connection to somebody to talk to s- about them with golf you know it is a more niche sport and so when I find a woman who plays golf I'm like oh my gosh what you know what do you like to do what, how long can you play I mean truth be told I really can only play nine can like mm. consistently with the same endurance and I say endurance because you're right it is a sport and so it's like I will notice my body it can't handle 18 you know yeah. I'd love every time but I know me is what I am capable of doing and so that's why I really like talking to a lot of women about that because I feel like it's a common theme
0: yeah that's yeah and I think for a lot of beginner golfers too like it's this idea that you have to play nine or you have to play 18 holes of golf is so overwhelming especially like if you're just starting out and it's not that fun. So the more that golf courses allow people to play like three holes, six holes, nine holes, having like short courses where they're all par threes, like that's going to just help more people feel comfortable trying to play the game and getting over that.
1: Yeah. 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 And I always tell people this. Well, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it a million times, but golf is the most humbling sport.
0: Yeah. Nobody's nobody's perfect at it. So... (laughs)
1: Like, even the perfect aren't perfect at it. So right. that's kind of the great thing of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, love this conversation because it's so fun for – it's so fun for me to see people who are just starting the game, like, see how much fun it is and how challenging it is and, like, gravitate to that because that's what people have been doing all along. But now there's all these new people, like, getting to experience yeah. it. And it's so fun. Like, yeah, it's like well, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: I love it, too, because, you know, I, I wish that I had been exposed to golf when I was younger and you know not anything against my family. But I don't think we could have afforded it because it's it is an expensive sport. And so that um, kind of takes away a lot of people to play at a young age. Um, And then once you get older and you're like, oh, I have the money to play. I can go play every weekend or I can go play, you know, once a week it really changes and you have a more appreciation for it. You know, it's kind of like, and I have Invisalign right now. Well, every time I tell my mom that I have Invisalign, she gets frustrated because she's like, I already paid for braces. But I didn't (laughs) appreciate them when I had them when I was little, right? And then I lost and broke my retainer because probably I didn't pay for it. So now that I'm paying for golf as an older adult, if you will, it's, it's kind of funny to see that, I appreciate it. And I cherish it so much more than I probably would have. I mean, my mom put me in piano when I was little, but I don't play piano still because I did not appreciate it. So I think that's why we're having more impassioned young golfers at like the young adult stage.
0: Yeah. Well, and then there, you know, on top of that, there's so many, there, there are so many things that you can frankly invest in, but like also, you know, make your own, whether it's like apparel, you can like wear clothes that make you feel comfortable and golf apparel space is growing. So like you can wear leggings on the course, or at least like wear brands that you like. And then, you know, your golf bag, like you're able to express yourself with head covers and the way that you like care, like whatever bag you purchase. And, you know, it's, I think it's fun that people are now seeing being creative and they're being creative in how they dress and how they play the game and how they purchase like accessories and, It's, you know, it allows people from all backgrounds to just like make it their own.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, what's funny to me is I still like the fact that when I tell someone I play golf, they're like, well, you do? I mean, they don't know that I'm not very good, but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. I'm still out there playing. And the other thing is, is I'm not dating anyone right now, but eventually I like the fact that, you know, hopefully whoever I'm dating will be playing golf too. And I can be like, well, let's go play together. And so it's something that I think sometimes is looked at. Well, that's just for guys. Like, that's what guys do on the weekend to get away from their family. And it's like, no, it's awesome. Like, we need to be getting away from everybody to do it.
0: We all need that, like, solitude and that moment of tranquility outside on a golf course.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I love it so much. And, I mean, I think that the more I learn, the more I love it. It, It's just awesome.
0: I love that. <laughs> so I noticed that you were, um, you know, you were like tweeting and paying attention during the PGA and you pay attention to the sports. So do you, do you find yourself tuning in more often now? Or like you said that, you know, you, you appreciate it more, but do you feel like you mostly watch the majors? You watch women's golf? Like what, what do you kind of tune into? Yeah.
1: And you know, I, th- I feel like women's golf has almost been a little bit intimidating to me. Oh,
0: okay. You know, right.
1: Because I mean, I'm watching them and I'm like, Oh, they're so good. Like <laughs> seeing them, I just can't relate to it. And then when I'm watching just, you know, normal PGA tour events, it can kind of be like, Oh, I don't really know what the meaning of this golf course is. Cause they'll talk about like, well, you know, we've been out at TPC Southwind. I mean, you know what this of course means I'm like I really don't I'm sorry I do not know what it means whereas like masters and all of that is just more understandable but so yes I watch some of those um I guess just regular tour events I don't mean yeah. to say that I know they're all important but yeah uh, sometimes they'll go and you'll be listening to these broadcasters and you're like and they're like, man, to be at RBC Heritage, do you know what this means for young you know, Hobo Jones down here? I'm like, no, I don't know what this means. Like, I'm sorry. I haven't followed golf forever. So sometimes it's a little bit too historical for me watching some of those regular tour events. But I, a Sunday watching a golf tournament is still a Sunday watching a golf tournament. Like, it's still exciting because somebody's going to be victorious.
0: Right, right. Do you have a favorite player?
1: Um, you know, I was thinking about that a little bit earlier. So golf is so unique, because like, I feel like if you ask for a favorite player in football or basketball, like, it's usually like, oh, a quarterback or a position of like,
0: skill. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, But golf, I feel like everyone has skill, right? And yeah. I would say, obviously, I haven't followed golf, but I'm in social media. And if you're in social media, you know, that Phil Mickelson has just taking this triumphant fireside or fireside chats. Yeah. Is awesome. And i die at every one of them. Like I'll watch them and just be like giggling to myself, like a little weirdo. So <laughs> I think that I wouldn't say Phil's my favorite, but I really enjoy his, uh, his social media bantering.
0: Love it. Love it. What do you think would um, help more women get into the game?
1: The stigma. Yeah. I think, how do we get past the stigma that golf is just for men? You sure. know, um, I think it's having groups like what you do. I would love to share that with so many because I'll find a couple women that I work with and I'm like, oh, you play like, let's go, you know? And I think it is like you said, event-based. You, um, I just recently got into a book club and it's pretty funny because all of a sudden now everyone's like, oh, I've always wanted to be in a book club. And I'm like, did you, or did you just like, you know, yeah. And so I think it's the more that it's out there and how you start finding out about it and seeing people like myself who's not very good, who are sure. still out there and playing. Yeah. Because it has such the stigma that one, you have to be good to do it because it's a long, long commitment in time. And mm-hmm. then two, you have to have a lot of money to do it, which I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I think there's that stereotype. Sure. And then three, like, just having young women, because I love playing with an older group of women, but they usually have their ways and they don't want to change them. Yeah. And so sometimes it's a little bit, you know, I, I played recently and I was, I guess the youngest by like 30 years and it was awesome. It was hilarious, but at the same token, they were like this dingus, like she doesn't know anything. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> it's hard to play so I think it's just getting people out there um I will gladly help promote for the ladies because I want everyone to be a part of it
0: thank you I appreciate that i, I listening to you is so interesting because you know working in golf we certainly get into a, like a little bubble and we're like oh, women's golf it's growing so much like you know it's so much more open but then you like go into the real world <laughs> And it's like, no, it's still not that much more open. There's still a lot of like things that we need to get over. There are, you know, there are not enough younger people in, especially women, younger women playing the game so that, you know, that you have that buddy, you have that, that group to play with. So it's like so refreshing to just like hear somebody else talk about it and, you know, not be in it every single day and like this is their hobby this is what they just like do for fun and and get that perspective so i appreciate it
1: yeah and i mean unfortunately has set itself back only because of history right sure you know i was at a club in denver two weeks ago and it was a beautiful club it's the cherry hills village uh country club and it's just gorgeous and i was talking to my parents and i was like well you know maybe mom could be a member here i was just trying to figure it out and I looked it up, and you can only be a member of your husband. Like, only if your husband is a member. Well, as we're getting older, ladies, like, more and more people aren't getting married. And so um, it's just interesting to see that there's still that, like, they think it's, that it's part of their history, but it's it's kind of sexist, like, for lack of a better term. I feel, like, comfortable saying this because sure. yeah. I'm not putting anyone down. I know that no. tradition is tradition. Yeah. But – Sometimes tradition wasn't always the best thing. <laughs> right. And so especially in golf, um, they struggle so much with social issues because it was such a social sport. They didn't yeah. view it as a sport open to all. It was like the elite, um, the privilege, had the luxury of playing golf. But golf is such an awesome sport that's lifelong that everybody could start from a young age to, you know, in their mid-30s but there's this misconception about it that you either had to grow up in Florida and play in all the little country clubs down there, or you played in Arizona and California. Like that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's so much out there. So that's my soapbox about golf. I just wish that if I could just sit down with uh, some people who could help us make those decisions, I'd say, you need to let women in these clubs because women have money too.
0: Yes. Yeah. And fortunately I do think a lot of things are changing, but at this you know, there there are certainly realities and there is certainly a history that, you know, we can't change, but we should certainly be learning from and, and making a change for a better, you know, golf future. But I'm yeah, gosh, there's just like so much to unpack with golf sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh, there is. I mean, I you know, obviously following different golfers on social media, I remember sure. seeing we saw so many people post about um, the social injustice topics that so many people are getting into and not to get political on here, but it was interesting to see how golfers were treated when they posted about it in comparison Mm -hmm. to some of the athletes where that's a more prominent topic. Um, You know, golf is still a little bit almost rewind. Like they're just catching up to some of these other sports politically, socially, all the things And so it's just maybe in 10 years, we're like, can you believe like all these things about golf, but look at the WNBA. I think it's making a real um, surge right now, which if you were talking to somebody who works for them, you'd be like, we've been doing this, but that's just how popular opinion works.
0: For sure. And, and, you know, some like being in golf, we, we certainly look to, the relationship between the WNBA and the NBA. And we're like, wow, like, that's awesome. Like they, you know, the NBA lifts the WNBA up when they need to and when they want to, and like, they're excited about it. And hopefully, I'm hopeful that, you know, golf, whether it's now or it's down the road, like the PGA Tour players can lift up the LPGA players and get people excited to tune into them too.
1: I love that idea. I think that'd be awesome.
0: All right. So the last question that I ask everyone who joins me is what advice do you have for women who want to pick up the game?
1: Um, Keep going, keep mm. playing. And yeah. I say that only because I think if you just go out there, I've had a ton of girlfriends who've been like, well, I had one lesson. And then they're like, I don't understand golf now. Like I had one hour lesson. I can't play nine holes. So you have to keep going. It is a commitment, but if you stay committed to it, it's, the best thing you can get involved in and it's just an awesome sport connection bond with so many different people from so many different walks of life I promise you playing golf is the best thing you could do
0: well you're like the new cheerleader for golf I'm all in on this yeah and I'm down to you
1: (laughs) I promise I will help you with anything trust me (laughs) But the great thing about it, and that's why I do feel so passionate about it, is because I feel like I didn't know about it for so long. And so to not know what I was missing out on and now be a part of it, it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, well, welcome to the community. You're in. (laughs) You're in, you're here. You're like, you'll be the, like, for the ladies, um, Texas region leader, so. I would be honored. I'll make up movies right now. I'm like working on it. Perfect, and we'll be in touch. But thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'm glad we could talk golf. Yes, thank you, Abby. All right, talk to you soon, Taylor. Okay. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net. And on Instagram at for the ladies. That's F O R E.